Now, this here's a story all about how John's life got twist turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how John Ingleby became an international stats guru. It's episode 21 of the Fans Unite Huddle, brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. It's your home for sports, technology, sports picks, trash talk, and foosball technique. Really, swear to God. My name is James Graham. I am your host, your moderator, and still the most terrible person around the table. And I am joined by some of the finest minds in social sports data. To my right, fresh off of a very successful visit to TechFest Northwest in Portland. He is a very nice man, and he wants you to give him money. Darius Igdami. Go Blazers. It's weird you did the opposite of that in Portland. Did you win? Gave away a lot of money. Did you wear your sheet jersey? No, I didn't wear my sheet jersey. Uh, I was at the conference all day, so I didn't want to wear a sheet jersey to the conference. What about at night? That, yeah. I, know. I wore it one night at home when we were having some beers. And uh, across from me is a man who we're actually kind of shocked he made it back from Portland because uh, rumors of his establishing a residency at the legendary Casa Diablo as Pelvis Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be true. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the international stats guru, the stallion of statistics. <laughs> That's be the best intro ever. The uh, nabob of numbers, John Ingleby. What's up, people? There's no way to follow that up. I have nothing <laughs> yeah. witty to come combat that with. Really? Nothing. Really? Nothing. The one I handed you, I handed you Elvis Presley on a friggin' platter. <laughs> And returning this week to the guest chair is a man whose outrageous sports opinions have shocked the world. And he's here to shock the world again. He's one of the minds behind Draft Rivals, Fantasy Basketball, and uh, one of the founders of uh, One of Mobile Gaming. The flat top philosopher himself has returned Sam Bermang in the building. What is good, brother? How you guys doing? The champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> still, still thinks A-Rod's the best. <laughs> there are some decisions that have been made over 21 episodes that are forgivable, after all. You, you were the one asking to take some of your picks back. That's true. That's true. Uh, gentlemen, let's open up on the hard court. A very busy, very surprising uh, NCAA tournament. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Uh, of all the knockouts, what was your uh, biggest surprise, do you think? Uh, I would say Kansas. I yeah. think they're by far the best team in the country, and I don't know what happened to them. They got they were having troubles getting to the lane. Bell. Well, that wasn't that wasn't even like a tight game. No, that was like no. uh, they 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 had been scoring I think eighty to ninety points yeah. consistently throughout the entire tournament, and then and smashing teams uh, yeah. sixty eight. Not even ish. I think it was actually like Kansas was playing terrible, and then they were still only down a couple points until the last minute of the first half when Dorsey came down and hit two just ridiculous trees. Yeah, one was a was bank, awesome. one was like a rim, rim, backboard, rim, in. Um, the that, the bank was the bank, uh, And then he runs off the court <laughs> like he meant to do that. Like he's yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah. That kind of sealed the deal right there, and then Kansas almost made a little comeback in the second half, but they were 0-15 from three-point line in the second half. Yeah, it was terrible. And then actually, I mean, I thought it was interesting, was Oregon almost gave the game away. Almost did. They were just running four corners at the top, just so scared, just yeah. basically dribbling and watching the clock. Watching the clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, you guys got to play. But, uh, yeah, that was so surprising to me. And we are talking about it uh, before the podcast, just – in college basketball, though, just how much uh, fouls matter. Like, you can just completely change. Almost any upset you look at is, you know, dictated by somebody getting in foul trouble, and it was Josh Jackson this time. So, yeah. But, yeah, Oregon played awesome. Shout-out to the two Canadians on the team, and yeah. uh, they did great. Uh, once, uh, and with their uh, with what's nuts, who uh, was out early, their, their big player. Yeah, Boucher. Boucher, Boucher yeah. Yeah. yeah, so once Boucher came got out, like, I thought they were done. He was yeah. a big man. He led the Pac-12 in blocks. And then somehow Bell, Bell came man, in, and yeah. this guy's a beast. Crazy. Is, the, is he the new Draymond? That's what they, yeah, everybody calls him. Yeah. Now. He's projected first round now. I've seen like late first round people really? loving him. Is now. this just yeah. off of the performance last game? <laughs> so he's been, I mean, he's had uh, eight blocks before, you know, he puts up like 20 boards sometimes. So he's, 
He's been doing it, but now now he did in the big stage, right? Right. Kansas. So. Every time they drove the lane, they were looking for him, and they were all their shots were getting adjusted um, just because yeah. they thought he was around. So he he was huge. He's the reason they won that game, yeah. and obviously awesome. Dorsey was huge too. But uh, other, I mean, I think only 600 and odd number had the Final Four, right? And I think probably 550 of those are South Carolina fans. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You look at uh, you look at kind of the the paths every team took. Like for UNC to get here, they had to beat some some tough teams. Like Kentucky had to face UCLA, and then they had to face UNC. They obviously got knocked out. Even Wichita State. Even yeah, yeah, yeah that was a tough game yeah. too. And South then, Carolina, Duke, Duke, Baylor. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at Gonzaga. Soft, soft. They're yeah. still soft. Their whole season has been soft, <laughs> and now their whole bracket's been soft. They, like they, in the Elite Eight, they got to play an 11 seed, and now they get to play a seven seed. Yeah, but what are, what are the odds though that uh, Nova and Duke go out? When they did, yeah, that's, that's like. But even, but even in there, in in Gonzaga's bracket, Arizona goes goes out, Baylor goes out. They're not going to face a number one, two, or three seed the all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cakewalk. Something, be, some things are just laid South out Carolina, for you. Yeah, yeah, the stars are aligning for them. But I hope, I hope South Carolina can do it. I it'll hope they tough, do. It'll be tough because their their physical style, they get like Gonzaga would be able to manage that. Right? Yeah, I think they just beat up. Uh, Florida, but I don't know if they can just beat up Gonzaga. Huge man crush on Cinderius Thornwell. Oh, that guy's a beast. How is he not projected yeah. to go first round? I don't know. What, I don't know what year he is. Yeah. Is he, uh, he scored he like should, 26 points. Yeah, yeah no. They, they oh, the, 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 tournament, the tournament's not over yet. I think you're going to see uh, as soon as the nets come down from the final, you'll then the day or two after start seeing a rush on guys that are actually making commitments for the draft. Even just not And not just like the four teams that are still actually there, but... Uh, you know, just in, ter- in terms of timing, people are waiting till you can get maximum impact for your announcement. For sure. yeah. who's, the, who's the big guy in Gonzaga? The seven foot one guy? I can't say his name. Yeah. Pr- Prisnek? Big, yeah. Big guy. Big yeah. guy. Yeah, with the beard. Yeah. Anyways, him. It'll be interesting to see if South Carolina can, can respond because they don't have yeah. anyone of that size. I think the biggest guy in their roster oh, checks in at like 245. Six ten, but they do play the the, the two three zone, so it's going to be hard to post that guy up because they're going to play this tight two three zone. Right. If they but, can get that two three zone, like give Gonzaga some troubles, they could. I could see them winning. Frank Martin, man, tough, what a great tough. coach. Yeah. South Carolina really likes scoring in the paint, though. They outscored Florida in that area, forty to twenty two. Yeah, Cinderius. So, yeah. He probably had 20, 20 points in the paint, probably. Yeah, and then uh, interesting story about uh, Dozier. His sister plays for South Carolina. As well, she's she's in the final four. Oh, they made it. Yeah, so he's in the final four, and then uh, his dad and uncle, I think dad or yeah, dad and uncle both played at South Carolina as well back in the day. So like they're super South Carolina. There's a familial history of at least. Yeah, that's cool. I'd like to see Frank Martin win. He is his sister playing against Connecticut because if so, goodbye. (laughs) You're screwed. I think they're actually playing uh, Stanford. Oh, so they got a chance. They got a chance. Until so the finals. What I'm loving about this tournament is the Canadian content. It is amazing. The, you got uh, Ennis and Brooks on Oregon. Yeah. Who's the guy? Uh, or Triano. Triano's kids on Gonzaga. It's just it's awesome. Even Boucher was, was Canadian. Florida State has a uh, Canadian, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, South Carolina does. Notice. Notice is on oh, South Canadian. Carolina. Yeah, oh, wow. He's Canadian. Nice. Um, so, have you guys heard of the origin of Canadian basketball? Some people think it's Vince Carter, you know. 2098 when it was drafted in 98 2000 2001 he blew up and then all these kids started playing basketball but do you know the real reason there's a bunch of canadians in college and the nba now james a naismith they no. like money well, <laughs> howie mandel what okay howie lay it, mandel lay it okay. out, lay it out explain, first explain here we go so dylan ennis he's in oregon right now tyler ennis is his his older brother when tyler ennis he's they're from brampton was in high school, okay? His, his team, they're like called Toronto Flight now. So basically it was this rep team in Canada, like when we grew up playing basketball, I grew up playing basketball, there wasn't like a, a solid, legit team that could compete against the US, all that. So basically like Tyler Ennis and a bunch of his friends were on this rep team and the coach was saying, look man, I had these great kids, but they're not getting the exposure, they're not playing against AAU teams, they're not going down the States, we need to make that happen. The same time, remember Deal and No Deal? Yeah. They were coming to Canada. So it was deal or no deal, Canada was coming. Howie Mandel's Canadian, he brought it to Canada. And so the coach was like, you know what? Let's do it. So his video was basically the whole team, a bunch of his kids. And he said that if he made any money, half the money would go to the team, half the money he'd take. So in the video, it was like Tyler Ennis and like all, the, all these people. He got t- taken on the show. He won $77,000 on the show. Tyler Ennis is sitting in the stands, everything. Like, you know, we'll go watch it on YouTube. So they make this like, you know, 35, 36K uh, off of the show. Um, they take that, put that into the team, start traveling down, 
competing against AAU teams, competing against the big guys, start winning, start getting huge uh, publicity, start funneling more money in, get sponsored by Nike. Out of that one rep team, Wiggins, Tristan Thompson, Tyler Ennis, like Corey, everybody. Probably Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph. Yeah. Everybody. Every single Canadian that is in the league now, that is in college and you've heard of, basically came through that, that wow. college team. Or that, uh, that rep team that was funded by Dylan O'Deal Canada. Okay, so that's so probably not... That is crazy. That's, that's, a crazy that's an story. awesome story, man. <laughs> but let's not give all the props to Howie Mandel. Let's, 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 give, prop, let's give props to the, the coach <laughs> who gave half... Who we don't even know his name. <laughs> but know his name. He's the reason. He gave half his but money to the But the Howie Mandel team. hook was a lot more enticing. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. But how? Yeah. Yeah. But how? But if Howie Mandel wasn't Canadian, was like, yo, we gotta take this to my yeah. hometown. No. Howie Mandel can't dunk, yo. Good for that coach. He should take like ten percent off every crazy? player's uh, yeah. salaries. Yeah, nice crazy, story. Crazy story. Well, the podcast should just be done. I, yeah, how do we top that? Shut it down after that, man. <laughs> Nothing's gonna top that story. Are you sure? I'm sure John's got something. I mean, he's yeah, he's you, you know, hot no, spot. No, give nothing. us the craziest stat you have. What do you got, Pelvis Wesley? Crazy, what, for the whole, the whole show? No, I can't do that. Off of, <laughs> off of this? Pull out your opinions, then. Uh, who's going all the way? Final four. I mean, I really, I really want to pick South Carolina over Gonzaga, but I, I don't think they, they'll match up well against that huge dude in the middle, so yeah. I'm going to pick Gonzaga. And then I think UNC makes it through. I think it was whomever, whomever made it out of the UNC-Kentucky game, I was going to have going all the way. Yeah. You, I mean, everyone yeah. now thinks UNC-Gonzaga, but... We all thought Duke. We all thought Kansas. We all yeah. thought like UCLA. Oh man, everyone's Kentucky. got a chance. Uh, yeah, everyone's got point, a chance. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. It's well, two that, games. Yeah. That's it. I want to see. Know. I want to see Oregon, South Carolina, and like in the one variable, right? I mean, it's you know, it's March Madness. You know, it's one game, one uh, uh, single elimination. Dorsey, like you always have that guy in the yeah. tournament, right? It was Kemba Walker in his year. Yeah. It was Shabazz Napier in his year. Like yeah. that one guy that can just carry a, carry a team, carry a game. So you a uh, UConn fan or something? Oh, I love UConn. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just taking all the UConn yeah, yeah. studs. But yeah. I mean, they they always do. They always have that one guard that just just carries them. Mr. Through, March, but. they're calling uh, Dorsey. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. March. I so love that it's. You never ba- know. I love that it's basically three first time teams in yeah. the Final Four. Oregon, yeah. sure, they've been there before, but it was in 1939. Yeah. So I'm basically counting this as their first time too. They 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 so. say they they think they called it never, never, almost never, and always. And, uh, yeah, and nice. Always, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's good. I'm going Oregon. You going all the way? I'm going, going I'm going Oregon all the way, but my thought process behind it is simply the fact that if there is going to be no greater example of the corruption and the sort of backstroking in money that has become mm. college sports, what better way to end the NCAA basketball season than by having Phil Knight of Nike, the man who has literally funded the University of Oregon sports programs for the last five years cutting down the net. That's pretty good. I, like I mean, heart, heartfelt, I'd love to see Gonzaga go in uh, just so we can shut up about Gonzaga for they once. They don't deserve it. I'll actually be talking mm-hmm. more you, about guess, Gonzaga. Mind you, I yeah. guess they've already kind of got the monkey off their yeah. back. They got one monkey off their back, yeah. making it to the final four. Garbage. But I just, it would be, it would just, it would be perfectly terrible in all the right ways for Oregon to win. That's so true. Bill Knights get get cut his big checks and the players get nothing. Well, he's already well, the, that, well. Well, that was already the complaint because Knight apparently, uh, I believe, he actually ended up cutting the internet already once for one of their games so far during the tournament. Oh, really? Oh, he so, actually does come down yeah. to cut the net. Oh, oh yeah, no, he's like he's there. Like when you have put that much money into the uh, into the team, yeah. then they're like, yeah, you know, he's like he's got oh, he's man. he actually has a locker in uh, in one of the locker rooms. Jeez, we don't want to get into this topic, do we? Not paying college players. I don't know. Could, Do we want to? Get deep. It's a pretty big, pretty big topic. We could talk about that for a while. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Anyways, I'm a hard yes, obviously. So. We'll Wait. So who, who do you guys have? Did you to win? Oh yeah. We got. Yeah. Who's going all the way? I don't know. You know. Controversial I, opinions. You know. You look at all these teams. So UNC's in the Final Four. They were down five against Arkansas with a few minutes left, and could have easily lost that game. They were down again five again against Kentucky with five minutes left. With five minutes left, yeah. Oregon. Actually, how bad does Kentucky feel that they had the lead? It yeah. was right there. They choked, and then they choked. Yeah, and then you look at uh, Oregon. Oregon barely got through like Iona and Ryder, and now suddenly yeah, smashed Kansas. Gonzaga. If it wasn't for goaltending non-call against mm. Northwestern, yeah. they could have lost that yeah. game. Yeah. The only thing that actually has convincingly won every single game is South Carolina. How's this a seven seed? Where were they all year? 
They just play crazy good defense, yeah. like swarming defense. I thought they were going to fall fall away out of it once they were trailing seven at half, and Same. then suddenly that swarming defense was yeah. back in the picture, and Florida was just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm cheering for South Carolina, Oregon, but my gut says Gonzaga, North Carolina. I'll go South Carolina. I think they're going to have a lot of issues with the big man down low. They're not going to be able to beat up Gonzaga, but I can't take Gonzaga. I, as much as I love UConn, I hate Gonzaga. So they should um, they should be able to <laughs> to really slow down Nigel Gossa with that defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? If they do that, they got a good chance to win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then just hold your own down low. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then yeah, I think UNC. I, what I think about UNC too is that loss last year, and they talk about it. So yeah. they even were saying that from you know preseason or spring or whatever they call it for college, um, you know preschool. Preschool? No, that's not right. Um, they, their word was uh, <laughs> they start them young in the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was redemption, right? So they've like not yeah. they're not just one of those teams like oh it happened last year, forget it. You know they they've lived it and breathed it and they've carried that with them. I think that's powerful. I think mean, that's why you come back five minutes down. You're just yeah. like I'm not gonna let this happen again. Yeah. So I think I think they're gonna I'm gonna go all the way and win and just like sort of write that wrong for themselves. I just, I just don't know which North Carolina player is gonna step up. Each game is kind of different. Yeah. Um, they don't have sure. like the one like go to. I know Jackson is no, usually cool. their go-to. yeah. Over yeah. Pre- previous years, there's always been that one standout guy yeah. on the team that's uh, ended had, up like, they, they, getting drafted. Like, you know. Yeah. They had Paige last year. Yeah. With one of the ep- most epic shots oh, yeah. in like, college yeah. basketball history, who that didn't win. Yeah. But like this, like is it is it Luke May? Like no. no. Like Kennedy Meeks, I don't. He's good. He's great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Joel Berry. Hopefully yeah. his ankle's okay. That actually oh, looked yeah, like yeah, a cool. like a pretty, he looked, he looked pretty good, decent. He looked ankle good when sprint. he came back. Yeah. I think it's got to if they, if they I mean, win, but you got the adrenaline. Yeah. And like you're, you know, it swells up and if I, they win, Jackson's got to put up 20, 25 <laughs> points. Yeah, I think so too. I saw an interesting stat on uh, Joel Berry. He uh, only shot four for 12. Mm-hmm. All four of his makes were driving down the right side of the lane and over a big man. I noticed I that. I saw it over and over yeah. again. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I think he's so much better when he plays aggressive and just drives the paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was really struggling from range. I think he shot over five from yeah. three. They were all like teardrops over the yeah, big man. Exactly. And I couldn't believe he'd make those. Yeah. yeah. But moving yeah, on. That'll be good. Yeah. What do you think of uh, them not calling time out there? With seven seconds left once uh, yeah, like Monk it. hit the, the tying three. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I you love gotta it. do that. Yeah, a lot Just of coaches were talking about Most that, coaches, though. I think, they call timeout and try to organize some kind yeah. of a, you know, the shot. New, the new thought, though, now is to just, just let it ride. Yeah, because if you organize your yeah. offense, you're, you're letting them organize yeah. their defense. It's true, yeah. And you saw what happened. Like, they, they left May wide open. If you actually yeah. watch the, the replay, there's a couple of Kentucky players who are jogging down the court. Yeah. Watch it slow. Watch it again. They're jogging. Like, sprint. What are you doing? We yeah. even saw that with Florida, Wisconsin. They let up. Yeah. If you watch, they, the, I forget who it was, but the second Hayes. guard could have, could have come over and cut. So Nigel Hayes was on his, on a, on his hip, and then yeah. somebody could have cut off the, the, his drive, and he yeah. just kind of like jogged and let him go. Didn't want to foul, maybe? Didn't want to foul. And, Cause you you got to play it out. Yeah, they, they kind of broke that down. It's like yeah. the, the fastest way to the basket is a straight line. Yeah. Had they stepped in front of him once and yeah. made him do one step, he wouldn't have had time to get off that shot. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think in, I think you're like in college you just gotta let let, let the players go. go call timeout. It's just you don't even have that sophisticated out out of bounds plays like you do. In, yeah. yeah, and you can't even bring it to half, right? So it's just better to, to scramble yeah. in college. Yeah, and then it didn't amount to anything. But uh, Isaac Humphreys uh, for Kentucky had a career day, scored twelve points. Uh, he had scored a total of eight points in his last eleven games combined. So he was he, he would have been possibly you know your yeah. hero coming your out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times, though, man. March Madness. It's crazy. Sad is going to end. Second yeah. Christmas. I'm looking forward to the the PK Invitational in Portland. Phil for Phil Knight's 80th birthday. Oh, okay. They have a tournament in, in Portland in uh, September okay. or November. November, I believe. And they have 16 of the best Nike schools coming down for like a bracket style tournament. They're saying this is going to be the best tournament outside of. March Madness. They got UConn, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, Florida. When, when, when is this? In November. Okay. Yeah, should we should go. Blocking that yeah. off yeah. right now. Here comes the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be the yeah, epic. Money. The only downside is... <laughs> and the players aren't getting paid for this either. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> only downside is Portland's not that fun a city, so... Portland's <laughs> grimy. Too grimy. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> go get you some uh, voodoo donuts. You know, hang donuts. Out, That's hang, yes, out, with, that hang was... out with your homies at Casa Diablo. There is a there's a uh, lot. Go to you know lose yourself in Powell's books for a year. There's a uh, drink lineup. all the rogue ales ever. I don't like ales. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's like it's ro- ro- rogue ales is like the, is like the big craft brewer down there. Yeah, okay. um, it, yeah, it's it's the bomb. Yeah. I'm more a Bud Light guy. <laughs> Earth, that's for you, baby. Yeah, we're not going to talk about your beer habits. That's wrong, I'll man. tell you, you this live in Vancouver. That's wrong. 
I'll tell you the story of me and Earth wandering around looking for a bar that would serve Bud Light to him another time. Oh, dear. Before that goes any further, gentlemen, uh, moving on to the NFL, the Raiders of Las Vegas, it begins. What better team to have relocate to Las Vegas than the Raiders? And only one dissenting vote, too. Uh, it's Sorry. interesting that you say that. I mean, all, all Oakland fans are feel like absolutely heartbroken. I guess you're, you're you don't live in Oakland. You don't feel that same like, passion. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a remote Oakland yeah. Raiders fan to begin with, so I guess where they are doesn't, you know, particularly... You wouldn't last two days in Oakland. No, that's true, too. <laughs> and also, I'm, I'm a lot less scared to go to a Las Vegas home game than yeah. I am an Oakland home hey, game. Hey, Raiders, have you been to Raiders game? No, never. Oh, good, yeah. great. Well, one, it was You'd $100 tickets for... We're at basically 50-yard line and 10 rows back for 100 bucks. Wow. So can't beat that. Yeah. I've seen it was against uh, KC, too. Was, I've seen great. footage. Jamal Charles, so three years ago. Jamal, that was a five-touchdown game Jamal Charles oh, had. Nice. Was, I was, 100 bucks I was in Vegas that time. I, mean, I remember exactly checking my phone and seeing Jamal Charles get like 60 yeah. I was like what the fuck that's crazy I so mean. but it's crazy so we tailgated it's amazing man it's sad like even the with the Warriors right they're leaving Oakland to go yeah. down yeah you know Oakland's not a great place but you, you take the little like tram whatever this you know subway is for them yeah. uh, out of the, the out of the bar yeah, yeah, which is also notorious there. for being quite dangerous but I continue ah, fine. <laughs> so you take the bar you get out there and then you just have the you know the two stadiums this huge complex it's a sweet like really cool setup but there's it's just it's the awesome. Sta- but shit. The they're falling apart. But yeah. I mean, Wrigley yeah. Field's falling apart. Reds, yeah. You know, Fenway's falling apart. Right? It's oh, part of historic. The Oakland yeah. shared stadium between baseball and football is not it's, historic. Yeah. It's really unfortunate because I mean, this is a, a fan base that has been punished over the last decade and a half with yeah. poor performance and a team that really wasn't worth following. And now that they finally have waited all those years and we finally have a contender, it's going. Look, like, yeah. look, yeah. we we've understand we understand this now. And we knew this a while ago, but they, they thought that the change in the first name on the door would, would render something different. The Davis family don't care about humans. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, you know what? I kind of see it from his vantage point, too, uh, just with having to deal with the city and whether or not they were going to pony yeah, up Yeah, the city's finances. not going to give him money, but that's, that's traditional, with, and that's going to be traditional now pretty much with any, that's definitely te- any team that, goes, that moves. Yeah is going to most likely move because their home city will not give them the money for, yeah. uh, for a brand new stadium. Which and is good for that home city. Good for that home city. Which is tired of these teams holding cities hostage. Has to stop. Has to stop. Which, which is fair, the, I get it. But, uh, but you've got to understand stop. from Mark Davis's perspective, he is not one of the, on the richer end of the spectrum of owners. I get that he doesn't have the deepest pockets. So I kind of see where he's coming from in terms of, hey, oh, you foot the bill for the stadium. Okay, I can't really afford it. So I'm going to go to a place that is going to pony up for it. So Vegas, yeah, here we come. Uh, it's unfortunate because obviously everyone wanted the Raiders to stay in Oakland. It, it stinks that Oakland's the first city to lose an NFL franchise twice. So Not once. <laughs> twice. Oh, don't yeah. worry. St. Louis will probably do it again. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so. They're not getting one back. Um, you, you say, like, it sucks and now you finally have a contender. You're still going to be there for the next three years. And I would say this is your window. Oh, yeah, so definitely. if they're going to win a, a Super Bowl, they're still winning for them. Do, for do it for fans. Oakland and then just get the hell out of Dodge. All the more reason for Marshawn Lynch. Come on, baby. Help us, okay. help us win one last one. I don't know if he's going to quite help as much as you, you want him yeah, to help. In his bag, I know. I just like it because it annoys all the Seahawks fans. Beast mode or obese mode? <laughs> Don't go talking about Lacey like that. <laughs> no, no, that's feast mode. <laughs> but is it going to work, gentlemen? Are you, do you foresee a, you know, another team? Now, this is two teams in short order um, entering the Las Vegas market. Is there going to be controversy? Like, do you feel this is going to work? Like, is it going to work? Or is this going to be like three years after they've landed, they're going to be looking to get out again? I mean, because we have to remember, it's a tran- like Vegas yeah. is a transient yeah. city. Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely a smaller uh, market. There's definitely a smaller fan base, a smaller uh, you know uh, local fan base. But again, I think there's like you said, a lot of uh, visitors coming through town, and I think you can anticipate a bump in in you know, well, visitor team fans. Not that that's great for the team, but I mean, I think the the stadium will be full. Um, They're definitely going to lose a bit of a home field advantage. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's like the Jags playing in London. Mind you, like we said before, when you come to a town and you attend a sporting event and you don't have any particular affiliation with either team, like if you're a Giants fan and you're there in Vegas and it's, you know, the Raiders against the 
Broncos. Sure. That's, you that's usually cheer for the home team anyway. But, but, but you're, like, your cheer is like a golf clap rather than like, <laughs> dressing in like black, like head sure. to toe, like skull mass and yelling your dick off for, for three sure. hours. <laughs> but, so I'm trying yeah, to think of it this way. Like, when you guys go to Vegas, you plan your big Vegas trip, your boys, your buddies, whatever. I don't know if I'd go to a Raiders, to a Las Vegas Raiders game. I'd go. I'm trying to think of the, I'd go. I'd go. There's no, so many, there's so many, especially if you live in a town with already an NFL team, right? So for us, maybe right. it's different because we're yeah. going down there. Right. But if you already have your team at home, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go to that game. There's so many other things to do in Vegas. It's an, sure. it's an entertainment option, and Vegas likes to pride itself on having the most diverse array of entertainment options possible. I, I think whether it's Penn & Teller, whether it's Elton John, or whether it's now the Las Vegas Raiders, who are essentially going to be nothing more than a thing on a billboard at the end of the day. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. even when you look at, like, what are the ticket prices going to end up being? How many, like, actual Las Vegas locals are going to be able to afford to go to a Raiders game in the first place? It's only, right? eight, it's only eight games, though. Yeah, Like, getting season tickets for NFL is not that expensive. It's yeah, eight it's games. It's only eight games, yeah. And I think they help their chances by the fact the stadium is two blocks off the strip. Yeah. It's right behind the Mandalay Bay. So yeah. it's pretty easy to, to you know, figure in. It's like, oh, let's go to the Rangers game. Yeah, we can walk to it. And they're also not there in the summer where you got the pool parties and, like, lots of stuff. It's, it's, it's September, sort of October, like November, December. Season, kind of off-season. So if you're down there for a conference, well, yeah, It's especially beneficial because, it's I mean, my God, have you actually, I mean, if it's warm, like, in February or March, then can you imagine, like... You know how it's going to be just in terms of temperature playing. Yeah, you know September yeah. for January. Yeah, in November December gets actually gets quite cold and well at night at night yeah at night time yeah. it gets cold. So if they have one of those night games, it'll be cold. Those tailgate parties will be crazy though. Yeah, it won't be. <laughs> it, it, I think Oakland had the best tailgating in the in the they had great, yeah. right in the yeah. whole league. So yeah. it's definitely going to change the culture of the, of the Raider fans. I don't think you're going to see sure. those tailgates. But two, I think uh, people forget that it's really close to LA. It's an easy drive over from L.A. L.A.'s got two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to drive hey, over? Hey, those L.A. Raider fans are still there. They're gonna I be, guarantee you. Ooh, I don't Maybe. I don't think Ice Cube's getting in his you, caddy and driving you around. Don't, I think you like don't a, turn in your team. Like you, six, even when they leave, like you don't. It's like a six-hour drive, I think. L.A. A short flight. Short flight. Short flight. And San Diego lost their team. Maybe they want to drive up to. No, they're probably going to L.A. <laughs> yes. Gentlemen, speaking of abjectly ridiculous things... A veteran NFL wide receiver is looking to make a return to the football field. Chad Ochocinco Johnson is going to be making his debut with the Mexican American Football League. <laughs> oh, I forgot my story. What's your story? Oh, you, do you have a story? My Mark Davis. My uh, okay, tell us about Mark Davis. P- part of the impetus behind him, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, reaffirming his decision to likely leave Oakland. Uh, he had entered into... Was it Ocho Cinco's fault? No, it wasn't Ocho Cinco's fault. That would have been an awesome segue. Uh, no, he had agreed in principle to a deal for a lease agreement with the city of Oakland. Uh, this was just prior to uh, L.A. opening up bids uh, for teams to you know, uh, sit in on the new stadium that they were building. And uh, Oakland, uh, obviously St. Louis, and uh, San Diego all applied. And when Oakland was left out as the awkward third wheel... Uh, left out of the deal, uh, the city of Oakland then ripped up the agreement that they had in principle with him and raised the rent three times. So he said that that was his, that was the moment where he knew he was leaving Oakland. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're feeling spurned, then that makes you know, it makes sense on their behalf. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so, I'm saying so. Oakland, so Oakland fans should be blaming the city. Blame Oakland. Blame the city of Oakland. I they mean, did this to you. Something needed to get done. Yeah. You, we needed the, had to be a new stadium. It was embarrassing the fact that yeah. the Open Coliseum was a professional sporting yeah. establishment. Well, two sports. Embarrassing. Two sport. Have you guys been? So we talk about these I've stadiums been. being. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Like, I don't know what's embarrassing. Like you've been to the Bills, like Buffalo Stadium's horrible, but you go and it's fun. Like I, yeah. I don't know why you need. I mean, if you look at like the 49ers' new stadium, it's yeah. amazing, and everybody yeah. hates it. So it's like you're there to watch what's on the field. Like, I don't. I don't get this. These arguments of like, ah, oh, it has to be. Event is horrible. It's terrible. But like, I've seen, I've seen like the Oakland Coliseum. Like I've seen Candlestick Park, uh, San Diego Stadium. These are all just like concrete slabs. Yeah. Like if you're a player, you're playing in a shitty locker room. The opposing team's locker room is like there's like rats in there and shit. <laughs> candlestick. <laughs> the the fields suck. You, the owners aren't making as much money because they don't have all the concession. They don't have as much seating. Yeah. Like as an owner, like why would you not want the best? Why would you not want a better stadium? But it's but it's just complete. It's complete crazy. So the the, the elements that are insane is you have. Billionaires, essentially. I mean, NFL, you know, their owners are a little bit more like, common man, I guess. But 
the franchise value is what makes him Jerry Jones real, real common yeah, man. He's, <laughs> not, he's not. But I mean, you talk about like, NBA owners, like yeah, for sure, yeah, billionaires yeah. or whatever. Um, so you have these billionaires, especially Dolan in New York, who are getting hundreds of million dollars, tens of million dollars, whatever, from this, these cities for what? They don't need this money. So they basically come in. The city is just defunding other programs to give them money. Wisconsin, for example. Hedge fund owners bought the bucks. They then held the city of Milwaukee hostage. city of Milwaukee caved in, gave them whatever, $100 to $200 million. or $200 million. Like the next week or a couple weeks later, they then took away funding from Wisconsin. State University took away funding from Wisconsin so they could then fund. So you're basically robbing these cities. One, step one is rob the city. Step two is then play on the love of the city to make people feel like, oh, this is my team. Yeah, so they're going to go to the yeah. game more. They're going to give you more money. So you're sucking the, the fans dry now. So you suck the government dry, suck the fans dry. And then you do it all over again when you want to get a new stadium. You're like, well, and then you suck the, then you play them off of you. So you've made the fans love you. So then you turn the fans on the government to force the government to do what you want. Hey, it worked on It's me. a horrible, terrible cycle. And we need to stop. And good for Seattle for saying no. Seattle said no. Well, yeah, they're like, now they're, all, now they're all choking trying to get teams back. And they, they got other teams. They <laughs> and got and their they're MLS gonna, team. And they're going to build a stadium for them right now. And they're going to bring teams no, back. They want to move them into Kyrena. They want to reuse No, they're, they're going to redo a stadium. Yeah, they do a whole new one. Well, they should stay strong. This is, why they're, this is why they're billionaires, and this is why we're not. Because why would you spend $200 million when you can get someone else to spend $200 million but, for you? But that is why they are one person, and we are the many. We are the people. Flat-top philosopher. Fight back, people. <laughs> Stay strong, Seattle. Stay poor. We're with you. We're with you. Seattle's Don't become gonna, one of those billionaires. If you're a Seattle, like if you live in Seattle, like, don't you people. want an NBA team? Oh, we want it. I'm, I'm pissed that I have to go down to Portland to go see an NBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more, more people than you would expect. I've still seen my share of uh, vintage Sonics jerseys in the park that's uh, outside of Key Arena yeah. over the yeah, years. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like I said, you don't trade in your team when they move. Those Oakland fans will still be there. Everyone who's like, oh, they're going to lose their whole fan base. There's, it's not like they're, they're no. going to switch to the Niners. No, no, no. Just but, do but, it for Sean Kemp. Do you know a single Seattle fan that's an OKC fan? That's what we're talking about here. They relocated. Seattle yeah, hates OKC. Do you, know any, uh, do you know any Vancouver fans who are actually now Memphis Grizzlies fans? Never. Never. Maybe, maybe yeah. if they were still called the Supersonics. No. That's not the reason they stay fans. They hate. They <laughs> resent them. <laughs> Welcome back to resent Las Vegas. Or even Expos Nationals. Like, nobody no, cares. No one cares. Nationals. Relocating? Eh. Did you hear Rob Kraft? He took a poll of 10 random people on the street. <laughs> That's a good look those. at me. I'm Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. I want to take a poll. <laughs> I actually laughed at that. But 10 people. Awesome. You can come and do a poll with me, and then you can bathe in my giant vault of money because <laughs> I'm Robert Kraft. I'm Vladimir Putin's best friend. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even know who I was. I'm just some random aging uh, senior citizen on the street who has a question for you. I'm not actually lost. Uh, speaking of uh, aging senior citizens, um, Ocho Cinco nice. yes. wants, wants to come back and play football some more. He's going to be participating uh, in the La Liga de Fútbol Americano Profesional, uh, Mexico's uh, American Football League. When do you get to the point that like the players just need to be taken out back and shot? Wow! <laughs> Put the pasture. Is it like, he, how when, old is Ocho Cinco? That's a good question. Let's let's yeah. find out. But I mean, I can't imagine he's too old. And his style—he was a fast guy, right? Like, yeah. It wasn't like he played inside. So thirty-nine gone. Yeah. 30, 30, 39? thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. That's yeah. a lot of. But he's got a lot of mileage. He, I mean, thirty-nine. He could not do anything in the CFL. Yeah, no, right. If you can't, yeah. So he tried. I, he tried to come up here, right? And then he didn't even yeah. make it. Yeah. Toronto Argonauts, right? Yeah. Did he play or did he? I didn't think even, he played. Yeah, oh, he, he played. Play. Oh, okay. He was getting like mm-hmm. one catch a game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's done. But uh, what's, what's up with these leagues? These leagues don't work. The XFL garbage. The Euro, European Euro NFL didn't yeah. work. We got now Mexican. There's four teams. Like sweet, you won the championship. <laughs> you literally have one in four chance of winning the championship. But I mean, I get um, it from Chad's point of view. The guy what? needs money. His home in Miami just got foreclosed earlier this month. Wow. The guy really? is broke. He needs a job. Wow. That makes I'd, take, I'd be taking jobs from Chinese football leagues, yeah. whomever. Well, take I mean, me. if, if there's enough, I mean, I guess if there's if there's enough billionaires out there that are actually funding their own team, and you're broke as you know, all get out. Yeah. Then maybe you know. And guess what? Those Mexican league billionaires are paying for their own stadium. <laughs> okay. Here, so here, let me tell you. 
I'm going hey, to refute you know that. What, as, a, as, a, as a football player, if you've ever actually seen the size of uh, Stadio Azteca in uh, Mexico City, you'd want to play in that because that's as bloodthirsty oh, and as big a stadium out there. Mi- minus oh, the altitude. Right. Minus the altitude. Yeah. But let me tell you something, Sam. So these amazing stadiums, this uh, new league is playing in, uh, has a capacity of 5,000 fans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, nice. yes, they spent their own money to build the stadium because I think I could spend my own money to put 5,000 bleacher seats around a grass field. I challenge there you to you do that, Darius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, call your bluff. Yeah. On, the, on the $102. Give me an NFL team or give me a Mexican football team. I'll find 5,000 bleachers in a grass field awesome. and some white paint to, to put the yard markers in. And hire Chad. Los Rushes. And hire Chad, and oh, hire Chad Johnson. Yeah. One of, one of my dreams, though, is to own a minor league team, which would probably be seat 5,000, 10,000. But I met a guy... Uh, back in Toronto, and he owned one in like I don't know, let's say Wisconsin or whatever. And he would just like drive down a couple times a year. He says it was the greatest thing ever. Minor league, what sport? Uh, baseball. Oh. You just get like a single A team, so whatever. It, buy it for like a couple hundred k or whatever. How many, is that, is that uh, all you think it costs? Yeah. He, well, I mean, this was like a decade yeah, ago, right. but yeah. He's, well, he went in on this. It was basically him and like five other people. Yeah. Just bought this minor league team. They just go down, hang out, come home. I'm down. Do you wanna, <laughs> I'm down. Amazing. Do you want to buy one? I would love to buy one. Okay, let's look into love that after the one. podcast. Any any yeah. listeners out there with some you know disposable income? Hey, there? and let's get the city to pay for the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he changes tune the second he becomes an owner. You're supposed to, you're supposed to cover the mic when you. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of money, and uh, this wasn't actually on the question list, but I, I'm curious to get uh, Dara's response. Um, there are there have been discussions because of uh, recent police run-ins between a certain Seattle Seahawks backup quarterback and, 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 and the police and a car and, and, and arrests. Colin Kaepernick mm. to the Seattle Seahawks. Your thoughts? As a, is that, as, could, a, as a backup. As a backup. I think, well, it, yeah. I think it actually makes sense for the Seahawks. Um, they need someone who can play if Russell Wilson gets hurt. Apparently he likes uh, Pete Carroll quite a bit. I, I know him and Sherman kind of battle but apparently they have mutual respect for each other i just don't see kaepernick going there him and wilson came to the league they kind of were started at the same time um there was like who's better who's gonna be the great capper wilson they battled in the nfc championship game they battled in the playoffs um his sherman ego, hates cap his ego. sherman and kaepernick but yeah, now sherman's battle. backing him if it gets now you to, if, him, if it gets you to a super bowl baby if it gets you to a super bowl i don't think that's what cap cares about right now i think uh, i don't think he wants to be second fiddle to the guy he was battling for five years he, this guy still has an ego do you think he'd have a job if not for the protests? 100%. He'd have a job. He would not be a starter. This guy's not a good quarterback, he'd, but he'd definitely be a backup somewhere. Yeah. You can see the tears rolling down his face as a 49ers fan as he says that. <laughs> Harbaugh. I think he's just happy he's off the team. So many khakis. Why? You would rather be off the team or jobless? No, I think you're happy oh, he's oh, off okay, the team. Okay. You, you, I just remember watching game after game at where I, you know, the Raiders were interested in drafting him in, yeah. in his draft year, and I kept saying that over and over again to Dar. And then when the Niners sw- swooped in and uh, and traded up to get him, I was mad about it. So I actually followed Cap, and I was always telling Dar how lucky he was to have Cap. Turns out I was wrong, but yeah, it's, it's not okay. the first time that's happened. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's talk a little NBA for a minute. Let's get into the flat top philosophers uh, wheelhouse domain. Is uh, Devin Booker ever going to be able to hit 70 points again? The next coming. I would bet. The second, the second coming of something. I'm just not sure why. 100%. Yeah, really? Zero. Did you, watch, is, that did you watch that game? They lost that game. No, no, no. They did lose the game by 10 points. I'm not, so points. Much, yeah. I'm not so much surprised they lost the game. It was just they lost the game, and the only goal of that entire team in the final three, four minutes was, was feeding, to was funnel feeding Booker points. Booker points. Yes. It was crazy. Like they Kobe's were intentionally fouling. Like the, uh, you know, like uh, the coach was calling timeouts in the final minute to give him extra scoring chances. Like yeah. they were doing everything they could just to get Booker, even with the game way out of hand. Like they ended up losing by 10, but they were down 25 with like two to go. Yeah. yeah. So here's why I say it. So you need a couple things, obviously, to score 70 points. You need a skill. So one is he shot. He has all the skill in the world. He can shoot, shoot threes beautifully. How many threes did he hit in this game? Two or three? Four. Four? Four. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. So he moves behind the line, puts up some Clay Thompson threes. Yeah. Numbers, he'll, he'll, he'll hit it. But you also need the attitude, just like what you're saying. You need to be a cocky bastard to be shooting that many shots. For sure. And when you look at it, after it came out afterwards, that his role model is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And Which so he sense. wants to be Kobe. He wants to have the attitude as Kobe, like Kobe. So he's going to, one day he's going to be in some NBA town and he's going to want to just go off again and he's going to step on the three-point line, shoot a bunch more threees and he's going to get 70 he's again. Tw- he's 20. And he's super he's young, 20. like he's, he's going to be killing I think it. that game, the, the starting roster, the average age was 
younger than yeah. like three of the four NCAA, NCAA teams. Yeah. Well, they are, yeah. they are two of the youngest teams in the NBA by far. So. Yeah. And he is the That's youngest great. player ever to score over 60. Right. Which kind yeah. of goes without saying because he's then so young. Didn't right? MJ? MJ never scored 70, right? 69 was 69, his high? Yeah. Yeah. But do you, I just don't ever see um, the Suns kind of doing this again where they, they just keep funneling him the ball, where they're like the worst team in the league and all they care about. What are they going to be next year? They're going to be the worst team in the league next year. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, okay, okay, okay. So basically, what we, we, we all agree the same thing. This doesn't happen without this sort of extenuating circumstance. There, We're there just betting be, it doesn't happen again. Unless you're, you're Kobe, betting right? it does happen again. Yeah. Unless okay. you're Kobe. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Kobe, exactly. And he's not Kobe. He, he's going to get... Like, but he's he not could be. be Kobe. He's going to get close to Kobe. He wants to be Kobe. Kobe's loving him. Kobe's going to probably train him the yeah. offseason. Medium, ma- medium sized Mamba. I, do, I do think he would get a lot more attention if he wasn't on the Suns. For sure. Because he, he gets quite get a bit more. of attention. He's he does, 20 he years old. Some. He's actually the second highest scoring player from his draft class behind Cat. Uh, Speaking of his draft class, do you know what, what number he was drafted? 13. 13. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking. So, Frank Kaminsky was drafted ahead Legend. of him. Legend. Legend. Frank Stanley Johnson. Okay, but those yeah, guys had, those guys had Moody. epic. Those guys hey, had your epic. favorite, Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah, Cauley-Stein. Yeah. Was they had epic runs in the, in the NCAA tournament. All those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you can't overflake that. Uh, but I mean, uh, Frank Kaminsky, you can't justify that. That's the MJ loves just drafting like tall white guys who can't play basketball. Devin Booker yeah. was like the fourth option on Kentucky. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he never he never scored over twenty points in Kentucky. Maybe that's probably why yeah. he went thirteenth. Yeah. But he had skill though. I mean, because you do the workouts, he he started getting buzzed out of the yeah. workouts. But, but anyways, eighteen years old yeah. at that point. But but even worse than that too was it came out after this too. Uh, Orlando was five. He basically came out and said, I want to play. And I don't know where he's from, if he's from Florida. But he told the Magic, I want to play for you. And they're like, nah, we're good. Who did they take? <laughs> we'll draft Mario uh, Hazonia. Oh, they my Hazonia. God. They're like, nah, we're good. We don't want you. We don't, don't want a 70-point score. When is it, when's the last time drafting like a European has worked? Porzingis. Velen. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was also in that draft class. And he is Porzingis turning out. Porzingis in this draft class? Yep, Porzingis was in this draft class. No, Porzingis spent two overall to New York, no? Uh-oh. No, Did yeah, no, not this, not this class. Was oh, no, Przingis. Tw- oh, yeah. Fourth. Yes. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, fourth. Go fourth. Yeah, and yeah. The Knicks fans were... Yeah. But it hasn't They're worked. Bad, has it hasn't worked. They're one of the worst teams in the league, and he had a, just had a really kind of a down year since his first... I blame Melo, but yeah. It hasn't, hasn't worked for wins, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, he started hotter than he's finishing this year, but yeah. he's still he's still looking like he's yeah. going to be a pretty good player. Sure, but is he going to be like a franchise player? Pre that, Valanchunas? No, but like, there's not good, put you got good role players, but like yeah. I just don't understand why you're taking these guys like top five. When what are you expecting? You're expecting a well, there's there's yeah. manage, there's well, manage, well, there's uh, management Jokic. that thinks it's the yeah yeah yeah. Jokic. That was almost yeah, like a mistake sure. though. Yeah, that was right? <laughs> like no one no one thought he would be this player. No, well, yeah. management is like seeing these guys and thinking, my God, nobody else is scouting them. Yeah, and yeah. we they won't take as much money because they don't understand how the yeah. basketball business or works. Or they're like, the Spurs do stuff like this. I'll try it too. Yeah. And then they don't get it. It's all Pop's fault. Yeah. I think right before Devin Booker, Utah took Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, or another Canadian. Another Canadian. Howie Mandel, thank you. <laughs> Someone needs to figure out this coach's name and give him the real yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, the comments by Isaiah and other Celtics after the the weird display that was the Suns funneling I would, Booker points. I'd be pissed yeah. off, too. I'd be annoyed, yeah. yeah J- Jay Crowder wanted to pick a fight. So. Yeah. yeah. The other team's calling timeouts when they're down 20, and they're trying to funnel the ball to one player. Like, I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I liked his comment, though. We're, we're worried about the playoffs. Yeah. They're worried about the lottery. That's good. Gentlemen, can we stop and just agree now that the Beard is the MVP this year? No. Mm, I don't think so. No. Provocation. He will win it, but I don't think he should get it. Co- what? He'll, he'll win it. I think who, he'll win it for sure. But who do you think should get it? Westbrook. Oh, LeBron. This is, this is NBA. It never goes to who it should. Like, Shaq's was, what, one-time MVP. Yeah. Kobe was yeah. one or two. Steve Nash. Even MJ was, like, only, like, four or five. He should, I mean, he should have been, like, should have had 12 or something. And Steve Nash got it wrong. Yeah. So, it, it's just, you don't, you know, the player that deserves doesn't get it. And so, LeBron, LeBron should have, LeBron should have them all. The guys, there's going to be seven like, NBA titles, or uh, uh, appearances in yeah. a row. It's just, it's just crazy. They're not even yeah. the number one seed anymore. Yeah, I know they're with the Celtics. We're yeah, so they've two. they've they've gone down we're at the end, but two. you just see when he sits, like it's just it's a completely different team. Yeah, they, they, they're I an mean, elite team. They go down to just that that drop, that delta. Do you think it's they make? Crazy. Do you think they make the playoffs without LeBron? They make the playoffs. I don't think so. Really? really? Unless with Kyrie, Kevin Love, a functioning Kyrie and a functioning Love, well, maybe maybe eight. But wait, 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 but you can't say functioning Love because functioning Love is not like. 
part of having Kevin okay, Love. Okay, we don't know actually featured. what a functioning love exactly. is. Exactly. Part, part of his portfolio, like if you do a fan graphs for like the first, you know, for his 82 games, you can't, you can't project 82 games for Kevin Love, right? So you're talking about like 50-something games for Kevin Love. And then Kyrie, who Kyrie doesn't know how to pass the ball, right? And, and, he, and he, without LeBron, he's not playing probably. Like LeBron's got him a long way, right, to be a leader, more of a, a point guard. So you just left that team alone, put Kevin Love on that team. LeBron wasn't there to groom I just, them. I don't it's understand. Bad, it's not a great team. I don't understand how Westbrook doesn't take it. Uh, you know, averaging a triple-double, he's breaking a record that stood since 1962 with, yeah. you know, well, could could uh, break the record that's stood since uh, 1962 on the uh, number of triple doubles in a season. Well, what, okay, well, at the end of the day... And two, you'd make that argument for the Thunder. Like, what, what do they look like does, if you take off yeah, Westbrook? Who, oh, my God. Well, yeah, no, I mean, worse, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, quest, that qu- the question works for all three teams, the, the Rockets, the Cavs, and the Thunder. If you remove the Beard, if you remove LeBron, if you uh, remove Russ... From the teams, I mean, the what's Cavs are still. Left? You could like argue borderline playoff team. The Thunder are looking like one of the worst teams yeah, in the league would, if you take terrible. Westbrook off. It'd be terrible. Like, well, lot, I mean, like for sure. You, well, you look at where they are now in consideration, and that's with Russ essentially making as much magic as one physically possibly can during yeah. an NBA season. Yeah. Yeah. But then, what is it? So they're going to win. They're going to win fifty games. There's something like no MVP, or maybe one MVP is one. With under 50 wins. I have that stat for yeah. you. Uh, since 1982, no MVP has been on our team seated lower than third. Mm, there you go. So that's going to be tough for him. That's why I think... So I'm, I might agree with you that it's probably Westbrook. I would say LeBron because you just get it every year. But I but, think Harden is definitely going to win because of stats like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Everyone places... Yeah. Even you heard Steph Curry's quote the other day saying that he thinks they should go to Harden because of the way the team's performing. But then you look at the team's... Take Harden off. There's still some good pieces there. You know, scores. You got Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza. But probably the worst front court in the league. Possibly, yeah, with Capella and Ryan Anderson. Yeah. But then you look at yeah. you look at the Thunder. I mean, I guess yes, you have Cantor. Uh, you have Stephen Adams. It's actually not a terrible team. Oladipo. Oladipo. They're, they're actually not bad. Yeah. But then you look at their like after that like a- Alex Abrines. Yeah, and but those guys are like the seventh, eight guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that trade really helped them. We got McDermott and uh, Gibson. Gibson yeah. Or else before that, Abrams is like their sixth man. It's just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And Oladipo was hurt all year. But um, Lebr- Kobe wants co MVPs. I wonder if we can get yeah, that. I saw that. Yeah. And then uh, right, as of right now, Houston plays OKC in the first round. That'd be pretty epic. Uh, That'd be awesome. Epic first round matchup. James Harden. So speaking of, just touching on James Harden. What blew me away, so I was like going through our game and we're talking about rosters and like where guys were picked. The amount of NBA stars that were not, so we're thinking about like this college and like who's going to come out and be great. The amount of NBA stars who were not stars in college who went to like nowhere schools. It's amazing, man. Even like, so Harden was pretty hype, but he was like Arizona State. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's going to be okay. He was amazing, right? Even Russ said he went to big school, but look like Paul George, Isaiah Thomas, like some of these guys. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's why this year I was watching the tournament and just thinking of these guys. I mean, like, who are, you know, who am I watching right now who's on just some random team that's just going to come in and kill, kill it? Cinderious. Yeah. Cinderious. How did the Thunder not win a title with Harden, KD, and yeah. Westbrook? Like, what? It's crazy. It's insane. Throw a Baca on there? Like, that's, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. Crazy. Insanity. Oh, so crazy. Did you, wait, so on that, did you guys hear the whole, get into the KD-Russ uh, conversation? So supposedly... Harden, where the whole thing went went wrong was when they traded Harden. Oh yeah, so no, that's, Harden that's, that's, that's was been the going mesh around. that kept them together. That's been going around for a while. Yeah. Is that the uh, the sacrifice that they had to make to essentially keep both uh, Russ and KD on the team at the time was the beard. And yeah. And with the beard gone, then there's no you know mutual massaging yeah. of uh, of, of egos, egos there. Exactly. And then they just they just crumbled because that's what Perkins was saying. And it's just interesting because I mean yeah, everybody knew. Harden leaving, like, ah, oh, that, that was terrible on court, but you didn't realize that off court impact yeah. until, until now. It's crazy. Speaking of crumbling, um, will the LA Lakers' internal politics make everything worse at this stage? Seeing as uh, Ginny Bus is essentially going full Game of Thrones on her family, between that and the Lou Williams trade, I mean, is the Showtime era ever going to return? 
can you blame her for removing her brother though? Because even even he is quoted as saying, and this was like three or four years ago, three years ago I think, uh, as saying like, oh, if I haven't turned around the team in three years, I'm going to step down. Well, okay, well, it's been three years. It's time to step down. So, you know, can you really blame her for? cutting him for underperformance i think just about anyone in the lakers organization should be a candidate for being cut given but how they family performed. ownership family really i mean it's not like she removed his ownership from oh, like it's not like he lost his ownership you should she just, just lost his position as they should just take a, a page out of jed york's book you can't fire the owners <laughs> can't fire yeah well i mean the controlling owner can fire the non-controlling owner that's like his yeah his parents firing him but um so on your point though so I think so. I think what what caused it right was the cousins, the cousins, the lack of the cousins trade, right? She, like, that's what I've heard is she kind of like freaked out. How the heck did yeah, there's, New a, there's a couple of good long form pieces them. out there that are great reads essentially yeah. on, and that's one of the, and they all mention that, yeah, being that being that was it. So I think that is better. So if you're going to assess and say, okay, brother, you haven't done well, then fine. But that's that's where you start getting owners meddling in the team, and so I think that's just just how it went down was terrible. But yeah, I agree with you that like. Not that it should not have gone down, but if, so if they're going to continue, she's going to continue like that. That's why I say that's terrible how it went down. So now, you know, you get fired. The past year gets fired, and the one gets or a uh, uh, president or whatever gets fired for not trading for cousins. Then you come in as magic everybody else. Like now you have her kind of looking over you, and you're wondering what trade should I should make, not yeah. make. You I, see that I, so I, many times agree, with sports teams. I agree. If she, you know. Uh, you know, if the Cousins trade was the the only reason, I mean, I would argue three years of underperformance is also being weighed in there for yeah. sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if she continue, continues to meddle, obviously, with the new guys that, that are put in place, yeah. uh, then, sure, that's a, that's or a bad even, thing. Not even active meddling, just knowing that, you know what I mean, you were brought uh, just in, in the to, back do, of their heads to that, do what she was supposed to, right? That's, that's, yeah. You can say that's like even Cowboys, Ho- I mean, he does it himself, yeah. but hopefully like anytime she's, that owner meddles. Right. Hopefully seeing as, you know, she had, a, obviously, I won't say handpicked, but, you know, had a role in hiring yeah. these guys. Hopefully these are her boys. She's going to let them do their work. Yeah, hopefully. You know, obviously no one's firing Magic anytime soon, I don't think. No, so. that's true. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, tough, I think they'll get some time to, to put it together here. Uh, it's crazy, though, hearing the story of, uh, of the two brothers calling the board meeting. And then her battling that by call, uh, filing for a restraining order on them, so that they couldn't, couldn't have the board oh, meeting. Wow. It's actually crazy. It's so so fitting for LA. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like a movie movie script. But uh, That's crazy. yeah, hopefully they have some stability now moving forward. Though I think now these are her guys. She's put them in place. Hopefully the brothers like I don't know. They had to sign some uh, paperwork saying I think some sort of paperwork saying that they weren't going to basically go this route of removing her from the board of directors. I think one of them even stepped down as a trustee on the board. Yeah. Um, I think the daughter is right. getting it. So I think, so hopefully the drama is passed and we have a little passed. bit of stability uh, in the ownership group. And that's definitely what the NBA wants. Cause they've come out and like vocally supported Jeannie bus as the, as yeah. the controlling interest here. Well, I mean, and that was it's also a good look the, for them. And that was also what the dad wanted. Yeah. But it's not like LA. LA used to be like the hot destination where everyone wanted to go to LA. You know, it's not like that anymore. With social media now, you can really play anywhere and get that huge. That's true. Like so, these huge stars aren't really like looking at LA to go there. But they have some good young pieces. They got Clarkson, Russell, Ingram, Randall, Zubac, and if they get a top three pick this year, they're going to get to pick it. It might be like Alonzo Ball. I hope not. I hope it's like a fox. But, but, but a that's exactly choice. my point on like her meddling. So one, she wanted this cousin trade, and who would they have given up for cousins? It was Brandon, Brandon Ingram was, was supposedly they didn't yeah, want. Right, so yeah. now she brings somebody else. She's willing to farm out those those young that young talent. Slash, who is she going to want picked in this draft? It's yeah. going to be the big flashy Lonzo Ball. Some people like Lonzo Ball. I think he's going to be average, but I think he's a average. terrible attitude. He's not going to be great. And she's going to push for that because yeah. he's going to be the, he's the star guy. He's like the, you know, mm. big fa- So it's like yeah. those decisions that are not made on basketball decisions. That's yeah. how you ruin. And he's already, he's already said he wants to play for LA. You yeah. know they're thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when owners meddle, it just doesn't work out. And she seems like she's going to meddle. Gentlemen, your NBA picks for this week. I'm going to go with the Hornets over the Bucks. Uh, apparently, Chris Middleton is down with the flu virus. So he missed morning shoot around. So if that changes, I'm me take a backup pick here but uh hornets beat them by 11 last time round so yeah that's who i'm going with nice i was going to take the the warriors but the rockets just said they're going to be cold-blooded tonight so i'm actually changing my pick <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i'm taking uh, i'm taking the pacers tonight minus three and a half they're 26 and 11 at home they're actually a really good home, home team and uh and the t-bulls have only won 10 on the road this year so pacers by a few 
Cold-blooded baby. Cold-blooded I'm taking the Rockets over the uh, over <laughs> the Dubs on this one. Nice. It's uh, it's essentially a pick'em game, but uh, I think how they how it pans out tonight could very well start showing shades of what you're going to see come the playoffs and uh, in terms of intensity. So, yeah. And uh, speaking of the Lakers, I'll take the Wizards over the Lakers by yeah, 45 is. points. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was looking tempting too. Bradley Beal versus everyone. <laughs> Let's talk some NHL, because it's always fun. Uh, should Sidney Crosby be suspended for essentially going full Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a, a couple of guys this week? It's crazy how much leeway he gets. Yeah. Like, the guy's finger was literally... Did you, did you guys see the... It's literally... It's gone. It's actually gone. How, how it's much of it? I didn't see like, the, the like front from, tip of it. It's yeah, gross. Oh, and but what? Okay, props to hockey players because like literally he reacts as though it's like a minor like oh it's a mere flesh wound but like literally his fingers like dangling from the tip it's disgusting it's hard to look at his yeah. players the players on the his bench as he skated by were reacting more than him he was kind of like eh. oh, it's, it's it's the it's the adrenaline i think if any if you've ever had a, an a dismemberment a dismemberment <laughs> if you've if you ever had if you've ever had an injury like that especially in sports when initially you don't like you're so jacked up that you don't really notice the fact that you know something's dangling. Yeah, I'd probably faint. I would pass out on the ice. Yeah, but, but between yeah. that, stretch me out. Stretch me out. <laughs> between that and then spearing the dude in the groin. Um, yeah, that was bad too. And Crosby uh, and and the the NHL have come and said we're not doing any like yeah. we're not gonna address this. If he was like a Rafi Torres or Alex Burrows, like he's gone five games, ten games. Did they yeah. not? I, I'm confused because doesn't the NHL uh, like they have handed down suspensions after the fact, right? When they see game footage of yeah, but they've come, they've come down. They've, so I mean, it's not it's not like oh the refs didn't call it, so you're exempt. It's like they can look back at this and be like, oh, actually that was pretty bad. I mean, they might, but especially after uh, you know Eugene Melnick has essentially been yelling at friggin' everyone over uh, over the finger issues. Yeah, uh, is it weird that an owner is so vocal against his yeah, Mel- opposing player? Mel- just... Melnick has a long-standing history of being vocal about anything. Oh, I didn't mean so much for him. I just meant yeah. in sports. It's yeah. unusual. You don't usually see, like, can you imagine, like, Robert Kraft, like, coming out to me, like, that fucking guy, like, you know, I don't know. Just... You see Jerry Jones doing it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Jerry thing, maybe a Kraft thing, you know, Paul Allen thing. Gentlemen, are the Ducks going to hold on to first in the West at this stage? It's been a, uh, it's looking tight. It's tight. I mean, they're all within like one point: Edmonton, Calgary, Anaheim, San Jose. So yeah. I, I think it's between the California teams. Almost Does it even matter? It doesn't really matter. Like, who who would you rather play, the Ducks or the, the or the Sharks, or who would you rather play, Edmonton or Calgary? Well, it's really going to come down to what would you prefer? Like, how would you prefer to uh, start off a playoff series? Yeah, I think. I think Calgary is just the only one that's actually worried. They don't want to play the Ducks. They haven't won in Anaheim since 2004. So, what a crazy, crazy, especially considering how often you play. Yeah, especially in hockey too. It's like you know the bad teams do win. Like yeah. it's just like a puck luck some some games, but 2004. Yeah. So, but they're playing so well right now. So any team can win. I think. Uh, and I think the only scenario that really that matters in that. Uh, in that conference is if St. Louis jumps up ahead of any of them, yeah. then that team that falls into the last wild card spot will have to play Chicago in the first round. And that obviously, you know, probably spells an early exit. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think, I think it's between San Jose and Anaheim. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably put my money on Anaheim. They have players on that team that, that can step up. Like the Getzlavs can step up there. These guys are beasts. That's, that's something we always talk about with the city. It's like, they don't have that extra level when it gets close to playoff time, but players, on the Ducks do gets laugh like Kessler. These guys can lead teams and carry them on their back. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the Ducks will hold on. I'm kind of more interested in the East, where the yeah. Lightning are making a push here. So, the, with uh, the Boston only a point up on them, and then the Leafs, who just lost Frederick Anderson, only two points up on uh, on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out there. And if uh, you said Stamkos might be coming back too, and Stamkos is practicing, yeah, he's due. He's due to come back anytime now. They were talking yeah. about the playoffs, if not, I, you know, the, yeah. the week beforehand. Exactly. So. Like I mean, I guess if it's going to come down to like a final game or something, maybe the guy suits up. But otherwise, for sure, playoffs. And going all the way back to our NFL conversation, uh, Rob, Robbie, big Sonics fan, just said, "Screw OKC." See, <laughs> you don't travel with the team. You don't travel with the team. Yeah, but, you know, Seattle fans, they're wishy-washy anyways, man. <laughs> Oakland. <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't care yeah. that they're moving. <laughs> Raiders? Yeah, you got to say Raiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Raiders? Oakland, LA. I'm actually LA. just pumped I'm going to get to go to a game, so. Hey. 
I mean, Oakland's closer. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're in Vegas all the time. Yeah, once a year. Yeah. Gentlemen, your three stars for this week. Uh, Nikita Kucherov of the uh, aforementioned uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Kerry Lettinen of the uh, Dallas Stars. And uh, the other one on my list? Oh, yes, Ryan Getzlaff. Also aforementioned. Yeah. As uh, always, with the segment, pick one. I'm taking Getzlaff just because... He's propelled them into the first spot, like you said, in the West. And right as of now, they're currently the only team in the playoffs. So it's kind of like the MVP thing. How do you give it to a non-playoff team? You don't. Guess that. Number one star. Cooch all the way. Again, <laughs> you know, if anyone's been sort of, uh, you know, pushing Tampa to uh, get to the point where they are now, um, I'd, you know, I'd definitely take him over the other two. Yeah, I'm also going with Kucherov. Five goals, two assists in the last three games, all three wins. One against the Bru- uh, Bruins, who you're competing with for that final playoff spot. So he's been huge. And uh, knowing the flat top philosopher, he's got a pick off the books on this one. Do, do I? Pick an um, Aaron Rodgers. J- Jerome McGinley, because he's one of the only black hockey players that I know. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> I'll take, Who else is there? Is it Ginley and. He's unreal. Okay, we'll say him. And then there's like that idiot on Buffalo. Who's that guy? Evander Kane. Kane, yeah. yeah. I mean I, I was actually just watching something on, on Wayne Simmons. Uh when he was growing up, I think his mom told him like if you ever make the the NHL, like you gotta give back. And uh, so like he made the NHL and now he has his own like hockey like foundation, teaches like um players who can't afford to play hockey and like he dedicates it all to his mom and his mom was like so happy that he like still remembered that conversation when he was a kid amazing yeah. that's adorable okay. uh, just New touching going back to the asshole of that conversation though Evander Kane yeah. uh, managed to knock out two of Sidney Crosby's teeth this past week so maybe karma oh, does right. a little karma work. a little retribution for uh, Ryan O'Reilly and uh, Mark Mito 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 I thought I thought I don't know I'm bad at pronouncing names yeah. but you know what you're good at uh, Malachi Malachi. Oh. Oh, Malachi. Malachi, you're good at making picks. <laughs> Gentlemen, your NHL picks for this week. Well, I think we're just talking about the Ducks so much. You got me hooked. Ducks minus one in Vancouver. Vancouver is, they've played You're an Emilio Estevez fan. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Coach Bombay over here. Ducks are fighting for the first spot. Canucks are fighting for the lottery. I can't see the Canucks winning, although they in the last two weeks they have beaten like Chicago and Minnesota. I don't get it, but... Why are we starting Miller? <laughs> because they might actually keep Miller around. They're, we started, uh, they're engaging in discussions about possibly going in with another one and one. We started uh, Bachman last game against Minnesota, and we and somehow won. won. Yeah. They're just—they're not fully sold on Markstrom quite yet. I'm going to take the Rangers over San Jose. I like tightly competitive games with uh, two uh, really good teams, and uh, I think the Rangers will show their dominance uh, with uh, the hybrid Scandinavian goaltending machine. That is anti-Lundquist. Uh, and I like lopsided, one-sided affairs, so I'm going to take the Canadians against the Dallas Stars. You are the cop-out <laughs> kid. Are you taking, I, taking a minus one? I'll take a minus one. Yeah, there you go. And I like people fighting back against the man, so I will take the U.S. women's uh, hockey team. Oh, snap. Yes. Nice. Boom. Nice. Fight well on. Blacktop <laughs> philosopher has your back. Respect. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're saying they're scrambling down to, like, Division three college players to try to field the team and everyone is turning them down saying you know solidarity with the the women's team which kudos to everyone who they're approaching i uh i just can't wait for the day that you become an owner i don't care i don't care if it's like an nfl (laughs) team or like a owner ever we're gonna play all this back to you yeah we're gonna play this back to you you're you're gonna be in like city city hall trying to demand like a 2000 uh, seat stadium for your yeah. minor league baseball team. Defunding elementary school. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, they don't need they don't need books. <laughs> Flat top. Uh, what's going on with you? Where can people go to find out more about what you've uh, got going on right now? So this week we have you know ML- MLB season. We're gonna talk about it today. Mm-hmm. You guys should do a season preview we, next week. We should. Um, April second, Sunday. Season launching, and our app will launch this week. Uh, on Thursday, so we have our NBA game out now, iOS, Android, look it up, Draft Rivals Fantasy Basketball, and then this end of this week, you will have Draft Rivals Fantasy Baseball. Full season Sick. ahead, new cards out, limited editions, the most fun you've ever had playing fantasy sports. And obviously, Draft as your Rivals. podcast buddies, you can hook us up with the good cards. Yeah, 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 we'll Thanks, do that, buddy. we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll, do that. We'll, get you, we'll get you something. Three stars only. Excellent, <laughs> yeah. so of course, and uh, if people want to uh, get on the, uh, on the social to find it too, sort of 
keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, what's one ups? Uh, yeah. So so we're going uh, so at um, at draft rivals on Twitter and Facebook. It's draft rivals, and then also Instagram. We do some stuff at uh, at one up sports. That's under the company name. So find us there. Some fun stuff. Some funny stuff that James helps us uh, get out there in the world too. So you see kind of our community and our vibe on that as well. Word, Malachi. Malachi, <laughs> that will forever haunt me. Gentlemen, post uh, Portland, uh, anything interesting come back from uh, Tech Fest Northwest that we want to share with folks? Besides how much you enjoyed meeting the uh, the Portland tech community and eating donuts? Yeah, I know there's some cool companies down there. Um, some VR stuff, esports stuff, uh, in stadium entertainment stuff. So yeah, it was, no, it was a cool conference. Uh, Who was the winner? <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> not nothing, Dar, in our, Dar, nothing in our industry. Yeah, Dar, Dar's, let's not make Dar any more uncomfortable and <laughs> yeah. absolutely necessary. No, it was good, though. Uh, we'll probably be back next year. And uh, where are we with the, uh, the app? The app's coming? It's coming. And it's, if people have suggestions good. for the app, uh, what should they do? Should they email Duncan? They can email Duncan. They can email me. That's Duncan at FanzyNight.com or Darius at FanzyNight.com. Email us. Maybe email John, too. Don't email me. Come on. You're the one who's got to build it. Johnny at uh, fansunite.com. I hope someone does email that. They should. It comes to me, actually. They know. I have a catch-all. Nice. This has been yet another edition of the Fans Unite Huddle is brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. Uh, we want to take a moment to shout out everyone behind the scenes. Kobe for not making any noise this week. Uh, Dev2 for not making any noise this week as well. Uh, JKP, the alchemist, Kanye East. And, of course, uh, you heard the man, Draft Rivals Fantasy Baseball, coming real soon. Definitely make a point of going and checking that out. But uh, that's all for this week. Uh, We'll see you back for episode 22. But until then, stadium is closed.